Welcome to the house. We hope this podcast blesses you and encourages you. Enjoy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I am so honored to be here tonight. And Danny, it's it's my turn, right? Um, let me introduce myself first. Uh, my name is Fabi. Um, a lot of people know me as Genesis and Nick's mom. And I am so honored to be that too. But it's sort of part of what I'm going to be sharing, all the definitions that I've been before, who I've been labeled to be. And, um, and that's part of what I'm going to be sharing. And you'll get to know me a lot more after this, um, this time. But first, I really want to pray and just lead us into that moment where God is going to minister to you, but I want him to minister to me. And I'm open to that. And I really want this to be a mutual thing. Um, I just feel in my heart that God wants to speak to me also through this. So let's pray. Holy Jesus, we come to you and I glorify you. I, I lift you. We are in our little bubble right now, Father, with everything that's going on around us, Father. We pray for this world. We pray for our our nation. We pray for our state, Father. For all of those that are losing homes or whatever the circumstance might be, we pray and we lift them in front of you, Father. We want to take this time to grow together, to worship you, to encourage one another. And I pray, Father, that the Holy Spirit just falls on each and every one of us. It's a new way. Technology is amazing. But we are so, so entrusted that you are with us in our little spaces, wherever we are right now, Father. And I want to glorify you. I want to lift you. Take my words, take my heart, my mind, my entire body, and just use it, Father. And let me come under you as a humble servant, Father. And I will glorify you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I was going to ask, um, my key verse is going to be Jeremiah 29, 11. And uh, if you notice in the first few, the beginning of it, it says, for I have plans for you, declares the Lord. I know the plans I have for you. And he says, for I know, I'm sorry, for I know the plans I have for you. And in the second part, it talks about you. It says plans to prosper and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So what impacts me about this particular verse is that it's my father speaking to me directly. And I love the part where it says declares the Lord because he is my Lord. He is my father. And so as we move forward with this, I think that our father has always been speaking to us in different ways. And we'll get into that as we move forward. But before I begin, this was really difficult for me because as um, Danny asked me, I'm going to say three weeks ago, um, I wanted to put something together that didn't really touch on my trust. It's been very difficult for me to trust again. And so it's like looking in the mirror and looking at all your scars, all the, the cuts and on your face, on your body, and you're, you're looking at yourself in the, in the mirror and you say, I don't like this, but let's, let's turn this around because God has 
um, a purpose for those scars. It makes you grow, it makes you feel, it makes you come alive and remember things. Uh, when you look back and you think, I went through that and I can't believe that I'm here. Like how many of us thought that we were gonna live through a pandemic? And even when we started uh, this whole thing, I remember I walked, I worked for Disney and we walked into the office and, and it was like, today you're training, you're going home, you're gonna be working from, from home. And at first it, there was a little bit of, um, of a heaviness because when Disney says, uh, you know, a lot of people called him and said, you know, now that Disney uh, closed, now this is real. But it was more than that. It was, I thought, you know, it's going to last one or two weeks and then we're going to be okay and we're going to move forward. No, it's it's turned into almost seven months now that was March 14th. And so God has a plan for us. And although we don't understand it, God has been there. And so as difficult as it is to sort of undress and show you the scars, I feel it in my heart that I need to. And I want to be as transparent uh, to you because I that this is what I feel and I am not going to run from it. I am not going to uh, hide anything from you. Um, I want to be as as crystal uh, clear as I can because I feel that God has allowed me to go through certain things so I can share these things and we can grow together. And so if if you don't mind, I'm going to start and um, a lot of these wounds I didn't understand for a long time, especially when I was going through it. And so when I looked at my scars, I there was a moment where I says, who is God in my life? Who is my father? Um, who am I to me? Who am I in front of God? And so that's, that's the title of tonight's sharing. Um, who am I and who is God? You could call him God or you could call him your father, depending on the, the relationship you have uh, with him. And it doesn't matter if you're new or you're old, I'm gonna, we're gonna go through every step and you're gonna realize that God has been there every single moment of your life. And just because we don't understand where we're going or why we're going through certain things doesn't mean that God has left you. Before I, I, I was getting ready, I saw a post from one of my friends from uh, high school. He's a pilot for Channel 5. He's the helicopter guy. And I don't remember what the question was, but the way he responded was, you're one of those uh, evangelicals that uses God to, it wasn't towards me, okay? It was towards someone else. Um, that believes in a God that punishes, that if you don't listen to him, you're going to go to hell. But at the same time, he wants to have a relationship with you and he wants to love you. But that just doesn't make sense to me. And and it was just, I don't believe in coincidence because a lot of times we sit there and say, well, this is a coincidence. No, um, it's not a coincidence that I heard this today because God is who you make him to be in your life. It's a relationship. It's not um, a religion. And so if you keep that in mind, you're going to you're going to discover wonderful things about God. And then moving forward with the journey uh, and how I define myself for a long time, I was the child, the child of the assistant pastor. Uh, my mother directed the choir. Uh, my aunt was very much involved with the children's ministry. I was in, in the youth group. And so I was always the child of the assistant pastor. I was the child that everybody, our pastor, uh, it was a couple, an older couple, never had children. 
So when my father became the pa- the assistant pastor, my sister and I became the target of look at what they're doing and they're not an example. And so I know what it is to sit in a crystal ball or a, a, an ornament where everybody is looking and judging and expecting and they have all these expectations and they take out the, the Bible and they define you in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. And there's just like you're suffocating a lot of times. At least that's how I felt. And I remember back then thinking, why am I here? There was a lot of times we weren't allowed to go to the movies. We weren't allowed to listen to secular mu- um, music. It was just this, 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 this is going to get you to this, 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 and this. And it was suffocating. In the meantime, the house, and this is sometimes a difficult part, our home, there was arguments, there was fights. And, and, and I grew up learning the politics of church that as long as you seem strong, as long as your testimony is on point, then you're good. And there was a lot of times where we would arrive at church and my mom and dad had had it out horribly. My mother was very young when she got married. She was 16. So when I was about five or six, she was 21 or 22. My father was an alcoholic right before he gave his life to Christ. So my mom suffered a lot with my dad. And in 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 that, my mother was very, it, it's hard for me to say, but she was very violent. Um, culturally, um, we don't up, up uh, what is it? Uh, we don't praise our children or what is it? Um, encourage them, a lot of Latinos, because it's always the chancla or, you know, I'm going to, if you, if you fell, come here, you know, why are you crying? That was the type of culture I grew up. And then on top of that, our church was very legalistic. So it was growing up very difficult. And then uh, I became, I was always a sister of, my sister was very beautiful, very talented. Um, She was like Snow White, very fair, dark, black hair, you know, big eyes. I mean, I grew up with everybody calling her Brooke Shields. So I always felt like that little duckling that, you know, I'm never, you know, you know, I, I, I played the piano, I played, you know, the violin, but nothing like my sister. <laughs> it just felt that way. And so there was always that label I felt I carried with me. And then I married a minister. I grew up in church. So the logical thing, I mean, I, I was going to college, um, but I I fell in love with um, this man that wrote amazing worship. And a lot of you, if you grew up in, in the Spanish ministry, you probably know him. And so what I loved about him, it was his spirit of worship. And I thought, this is the man that I'm going to marry, that I am not going to have any, um, any problems pertaining to spirituality. We're going to have other problems, but not in the spiritual realm because this man is a preacher and he is an, an evangelist and he's he sings worship and he writes worship. So there's just no way that I'm going to have a failure um, being married to him. And it was disastrous. Um, I was married for him with him for 17 years and I'm not going to deny that he had a tremendous gift, but he also had very deep wounds that he hadn't been able to deal with in that was homosexuality was drugs and I couldn't understand why we were going through this 
when I was seeing how people were coming to Christ. There was crusades where there was eight, 9,000 people and half of the, the audience were would come to the altar and give their lives to Christ. So I never imagined that in the background while he was traveling to, thank you, Jeff, to uh, plan these, he was having issues with, with sin. And I want to open up with this because there is a reason for this, okay? There is a point B. Um, a lot of times when I found out, I didn't understand and I was, I grew very angry and I didn't trust. Um, and I didn't understand why. Um, I grew up in church, like I mentioned. I got married correctly. He was the only man. And I, and I always, Father, why? Why am I here? Why? And I didn't understand. I didn't understand when um, a man that you've been married to for, when he confessed, it was 15 years. Um, and he tells you there's homosexuality uh, in his life. Uh, it messes with your spirituality, with your feminine part of you. It messes with everything that you are. But I praise God because through it all, he didn't leave me. I, I was with him for two more years. We did medicine, psychologist, prayer nights, everything. And he chose not to move forward. And I just, I couldn't. So I went through that divorce. And being a divorced minister's wife, I would get calls telling me that I was going to hell for leaving the man of God. And uh, the people that were the harshest with me, unfortunately, were the people in the church. And I got it from everywhere and everyone my children and so it was a very difficult part of my life but he was there my god was there there was a time uh, right after the divorce that i went haywire um, um i started to date uh, a man and uh, i just wanted to forget everything that i ever was and ever aspired to be i wasn't i wasn't I wasn't forsaken. I didn't feel forsaken. I felt like my father was at the road waiting for me, like the prodigal son. And I felt that he understood everything. And it was difficult for me to understand how that could be so easy. You know, how can he still love me? How how am I going to understand this? How, where is this taking me to? And so it was a very dark part of my life. And then I had a label, I, I've lived with the label or definition of being the mother of. And Genesis and Nikki are <laughs> hard to keep up with, definitely. They are, you know, they're constantly writing and singing and doing and moving forward. And my my I have a SUV because there's tables that I need to take to starving artists and there's balloons that I have to take here and there's boxes of food that she wants to deliver. I've been up to the mountains of Ventura, you know, taking water to the fire people, the fire, yeah, fire people fighting. For, I mean, they have me do everything. So for a long time, I carried that mother label. I was a child of the assistant pastor. Then I became the wife of uh, a minister. Then I was my sister's sister. And then now I felt like 
I was their mother. And I don't, I didn't find my, who am I? Who am I? Who's my God to me? And what am I learning from this journey? And so for a long time, there was um, a lot of anger and bitterness. And with that, I was, I learned truly how to hide my emotions and how I was feeling much, much less ask for help or tell people, hey, you know something? I'm tired. I can't carry this right now. And everybody's telling you that you need to hold it because God is your strength and and you are depending on God and this is how it has to be. And you're you're standing there holding something that's heavy and you can't hold it. But the church, a lot of times, they tell you, you need to hold it because God is making you strong. But if you look in the word, if you look in the word, it says, leave everything to me, drop it in my, in my, give it to me. And the reason that I'm talking about this is sometimes when we're in the church, we become so judgmental, so critical, so unloving, so insensitive that we forget that our job is to love on people. And sometimes our journey takes us there. We have to go through the hurt. We have to go, like, I never understood homosexuality. I never understood transgender. That part, that's a sin. I never understood. But when I sat with my ex-husband and listened with the therapist and I listened, you know, with the counselors and everything, and I started to hear his, his, his story, his journey, it made me sensitive to what he was going through. And sometimes we need to go through it to understand the other person's life. I have a dear friend, Christina, she's black. And at first I would tell her, you know, you carry a chip on your shoulder, girl. You shouldn't, you shouldn't act this way. But then I started to walk with her and I started to see how people reacted to her and I started to feel the difference. And I had to apologize to her because until I walked with her, I understood her. And a lot of times we're in church and we see people come in, we see families come in, we see people that are alone or whatever it is, and we assume that they're living a certain thing. And it's not like that. A lot of times we just don't understand. And a lot of times people do that to you. And if you look back, how many times have we done that to other people without understanding what God is doing in our lives? We are called to love and to be higher. We need to learn how to trust. I didn't I didn't trust anyone. Um, I was blaming others. I blamed um, my ex-husband. I blamed my mother for the way she used to treat me. I blamed just everything. My sister passed away um, during this time. I mean, honestly, in my life, um, I lost my sister that I loved, but it's made me stronger. I got the divorce. It's made me sensitive. Um, We even lost a home to a fire. It makes me, again, it makes you sensitive to the need. Uh, I had a brain tumor. I've lost two babies. And when I go back and I think, how? There was a tunnel. I couldn't even see a speck of light at the end of the cup, uh, at the end of the, of the tunnel. It was dark, it was lonely, and I didn't understand. But God has a way of being there and saying, I have a plan for you, declares the Lord. And that's what I really wanted to impress. It's not a coincidence that you're here. If you are a person that has been um, a follower of Christ for years, 
or if you're uh, here for the first time and you don't understand what's going on, everything, everything is, is not a coincidence. God has been in your journey all along. God has been there, whether you go back and, 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 and try to remember the time that you almost died or you left your house 15 minutes late and then you're going down the highway and there's a huge accident. You might've been there 15 minutes earlier. Uh, God kept you from that. Um, everything that we're seeing around us, why are we here now? Why is God allowing us to live through these things? Because there's a plan for us. There's the plan to be bold and strong and go out and take possession of what belongs to the children of God. And we need to be loving and strong and careful and sensitive um, because we needed that when we were going through our uh, journey. And so that was one of the things that I wanted to really impress because for the times that we're going into and times that we're walking into, we're going to need a lot of love. Love for others, but also love for ourselves, and understand that God has placed you in a very, in a very amazing position because there's a plan for you, a plan of hope, of strength, of moving forward. I learned a lot of things. I learned to justify myself, and sometimes when I would make mistakes, oh, it's because I've been hurt. Oh, it's because you know, whatever. No, I, we need to take responsibility for what we're moving into. I used to criticize, and again, without knowing the reality of the other person's life. Uh, my journey has taught me not to do so. I was afraid of what others were going to think, um, including allowing people to come into my life that take peace from me. And so my journey has taught me my circle is a lot close, uh, tighter with, you know, with rings where I have the confidence in my, in the inner circle. And then I have my, my people that pray and the people that I share with. And then, you know, as I, it goes out further, but that inner circle, I guard with, with, with jealousy because it's something that I've learned that is, um, between my father and me. And it's a constant conversation when my father teach me, show me. I don't want to be like that anymore. I want to be this. I want to be like Christ. I want to be, I want to be a better person. So your journey has taught you to be where you're at right now. Uh, I was afraid to ask for help. A simple, hey, I need help. I need prayer. I need you to maybe talk to me. A, a cup of coffee with someone and just open up. That's part of your journey. That's part of who you're becoming. And along the way, you're teaching others. You know, you have to have your the mentors and the people that are here. But then there are the people that you need to reach out to and just say, hey, how is your heart today? How are you living? How are you putting up with this whole um, situation? And we forget to 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 do that sometimes because in in our journey we forget where we've been, and it's important to remember, not to keep grudges, not to um, remember the the negatives, but because there's a positive in every negative. And so when I took the time to look back and analyze the trip of my life, God has been there every single step. And I praise him. And there's only one thing that I, it's hard for me to understand is when I hear people that are angry towards God, because I'm going to tell you something. If I have been able to travel this journey, 
um, where I have felt that there's absolutely nothing left, then everyone else should be able. I'm not saying that it's the worst, but I've we've gone through very, very difficult situations. And so I'm going to tell you something I don't understand. I was angry a lot of times, but God has been with me. And again, I go back to, I have plans for you. And I want to now trust that the plans that are coming in the future that are that are coming for me are of greatness, are of more than anything, I want to be able to stand firm in his love and say, I can do this because it's not me, it's God. And I have all of this behind me to remind me that God is God and that he will take me through this. I've learned to uh, recognize my father's voice um, every single moment that I can. Father, how do I do this? Father, I, I I don't know. When this whole pandemic started, I was looking out the window. I said, Father, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. And I felt God tell me, don't panic. I've got you. And so I'm inviting you to not live a, a life of these prayers and you know oh i spend you know 10 hours you know a week in in my bible and all of that is good but be sensitive to his voice be sensitive to what he's telling you on the daily be sensitive when you see a flower i know it sounds uh, maybe basic but sometimes even just looking at a child's face or a puppy, you know, right now I was smiling with those puppies. I mean, if you look at what God has given us and find joy, we're going to find it. And I invite all of us to make um, an effort to be positive, especially during these times, even when we're going through things and look at everything that happens to us in a positive sense, because it, you may not see it now, but you're going to see it later. And so that being said, I wanted to open up for questions and I want to be like super. And I know, Danny, that you said 815, but I think it's really important for us to ask questions. Um, you know, I've been divorced. I have I have children that are grown that are that love the Lord. And I, I am a woman that grew up in church. And I mean, there's a lot of questions that if you allow me to, I would be more than happy. I mean, there's anything that you want to know about me I want to hear what those questions are so please if there's any questions if there's anything that anything I want to be open and even if it's difficult I want to make sure that um, I obey my father tonight because I feel that's that's what I need to do so if there's anyone and please don't be shy hi there Vanessa Hi, Fabi. First off, thank you so very much for your word. You, I've been crying the whole time since you started talking when you started saying, all right, let those wounds open and those scars. Right before this, um, I, I guess me and my husband were talking and my heart is pounding. Like I am shaking. I am like, so right when you said when we are where we're supposed to be, Right before this, so my daughter passed away October 27, 2018. And um, she was a special needs child. And um, on January 27, 2012, she was diagnosed uh, with the rare and fatal disease. 
Um, with that, me and my husband started a business called TBH Massage Therapy, which is touched by a hero massage. Um, so recently we started doing the massages, but we didn't really know if we were holding up to why we wanted to do the business. Then today, um, my husband, um, two people reached out to him saying that they have special needs children that needed our assistance. And then I was reached out by another person saying that their child got diagnosed with the same exact thing my daughter got diagnosed with. And to sit here and years later, really think about the reason why we did what we did. As soon as we heard a child with special needs needed massage therapy, a mother and a father needed guidance to this new brand new disease. It opened up a wound that I thought we were past because like you said, God said, like people would say, hold it. You hold it. Keep strong. God's there. Hold it. It's like, how do you stay strong while you're looking at your child deteriorate? While you're looking at your child dying and you're, everybody's looking at you and saying, you got this. You got it. Cause God's there. And it's like, but I don't want it. I didn't ask for this. And at one point I was so angry with God, you know, and I remember yelling out, you asked your son to sacrifice himself for you. I didn't ask my child to sacrifice herself for me. I was so angry. But it wasn't till everything that we went through and the moment that she went home, she went home with the biggest smile on her face and with the life a 13-year-old and even us can only imagine. But to this point, at this very moment, be exactly where we are supposed to be because of your words, Bobby, because of what you said and the deliverance of your message rang so strong to us that tears kept coming down both of our faces because at this very moment, we know we are exactly where we're supposed to be. And we made her happy and proud of the decision that we're making and continuously push forward. We just want to thank you for really being there and delivering that message because that was a confirmation to us from her and from our heavenly father that through you and your greatness, Fabi, that you delivered the message we so desperately needed to hear. And we just want to say thank you from both of us. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. And, and I know how you feel when I lost my sister to cancer. Uh, if you see Genesis and Nikki, that was my sister and I we were super close and people are telling me that I couldn't uh, express my emotions. It's, it's not true. We are human. We belong to Christ, true, but we, we were made with emotions. And so um, I salute you with what you're doing, Vanessa. Uh, and I am, I am honored that you would even consider me at, at that level because that's something I have never lost a child. I don't know what that feels like. And, um, but when there's, when there's something that comes out of it, then all the power to you. I am so proud of you. Definitely. And um, I would love to have some time with you guys and, uh, you know, just, just sit and relax. And um, yeah, if there's anything that we can do, definitely. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Now, is there anyone else that have, may have a question or something? I don't have a question, but I want to just add something that I heard 
on Air One Radio. And thank you so much. That I've never heard you speak before, and tonight was amazing. So hopefully you come back. But on the radio, they said, in the end, it'll be okay. If it's not okay, then it's not the end. And I was thinking about that. For some reason, it's just su- such a simple saying, and I'm sure I've heard it before, but it just made me think, if if I'm going through something and I'm like, this is not okay, this is not right, then that means that God is still doing something. He's not done. I just have to try to like remove my flesh from it, tune into my Holy Spirit or the Word of God. Like you said, you know, people with Christianity want to throw religion at you and maybe something in their life, a similar upbringing, that's all they know. You know, my mom was never very affectionate or loving towards me. And my dad was able to help me realize that my grandma, who was also Latina, was like that with her. My great grandma was like that with my mom. And so that has helped me be able to, I think, take a step back when I encounter someone or approach someone whose response, lifestyle, whatever it might be, kind of throws me off a bit. I always ask myself, what could they have gone through that would cause this response or this reaction? And I'm intentional about that. You have to wonder, what has this person gone through? Because A lot of people probably would never know. I wouldn't have. I mean, you look at someone and you really don't ever think, wow, she was married to someone for 17 years. He was a pastor, a worshiper, yet he struggled with homosexuality. Who would look at you and ever think that, you know? So there's so many things that people go through. So I I try to be intentional about that. So thank you for sharing that. It's definitely something, again, uh, being intentional, especially during these times of uh, so much division and differences and it just making a, a little comment is like I feel I don't even want to say anything to anyone because I'm afraid that everybody's gonna like jump you know and come against me it, it's not it's not what we should be doing I think that we should be um, very open in in um, accepting others and loving and looking at their journey so thank you so much I appreciate that and we also need a heart check ourselves periodically definitely last last tidbit no it's it's absolutely true and i'm sure that everybody will agree that sometimes we tend not to pay attention to what we do and we don't take responsibility for what we say and sometimes we say hurtful things and it's a simple i'm sorry and like you mentioned our mothers weren't very loving and they were not taught to apologize and even in my journey i've i've made a decision that i need to be apologetic to my my daughters when i mess up we mess up a lot as parents and sometimes we sort of look the other way and we feel like we don't need to apologize we do need to apologize for the for the times that we mess up because we're gonna mess up we are gonna make an error several several times so it's okay to make mistakes it's not okay when we don't apologize and acknowledge that we've hurt someone is there anyone else that wants to make a comment or anything i do I live with you. Where are I'm you? I'm downstairs. <laughs> I'm downstairs. I just want to say one thing. Obviously, your story it continues to inspire me. And every single time you share it, I learn something new. And um, I think it's important to also... I'm only saying this because I live with you and I, I've seen your journey. But um, 
for anybody who's heard her story tonight, I think it's a process. I think it's a process. And, um, you know, my mom and my sister and I have each other. And I think part of the process is finding finding a community. And if something I've learned from my mom is that there's going to be good days. And then there's going to be days where like, it's okay for it not to make sense to you. And um, I'm just really grateful, mom, that you've taught me that, that you've always expressed that even when you don't see God, he's still moving. God is still good. Even when we don't feel it in that moment, that doesn't take away how good he is. Um, and so I just wanted to say thank you for sharing that tonight. And every time I hear this, like your testimony, I feel like I just always pick up something new, but just really highlighting the fact that whoever needs to hear this tonight, it's a process. Maybe you're looking at my mom and you're like, well, she's already over it and she's already gotten healed. Or you hear someone like Vanessa, something that happened two years ago. Um, and it still hurts. It doesn't take away the pain, but it does lead us into a different direction and it does teach us things. And it's an everyday, it's an everyday process, but I'm really proud of you for sharing. And I just wanted to say that it's a process. It's a daily choice and a process. Thank you, Nikki. I appreciate that. And again, it's, there's still things that even with my girls, I, I sit and I tell them, I want to change. I want to change. And a lot of times we feel that we're getting older and these are things that uh, you're able to change. Yes, you are able to change. If, if you are um, conscious of what you do wrong, then it's just a matter of asking our father. And even, it doesn't even have to be like, oh, father, please change and press this button and I'm going to become this new person. You have to, like, when the children of, of, of Israel were in the desert, manna would fall. But they still had to go out, pick it up, and take it back in and eat it. It's It wasn't just going to nourish them, um, you know, miraculously. You have to sometimes move forward, step forward, and decide that you want to make that change and then work at it. It's going to be a day-to-day. It takes um, 21 days to make a habit, but it takes 90 days to make it part of who you are. And so um, that's what it is. It's a daily thing where you move forward. Is there anyone else? Well, praise God. I hope it was a blessing. I know that it was a blessing to me. It was super hard to sort of show you, um, open up this part of me, but I just felt very close to my heart that that's what I was supposed to do. And if anything, uh, I hope, I pray to God that it was, it was good for you.